Hi, and welcome to the third episode of Podchodge. This month, we are happy to celebrate National Women's History Month. It is a it is an occurrence that is very near and dear to our hearts here at Podchodge, and uh, it is for that exact reason that the only female in our group is not going to be on the show with us tonight. Yes, unfortunately, Catnado has been battling with a bad fever. So we hope that she gets to feeling better soon. Thoughts, thoughts and prayers. Yes, yes. thoughts and prayers. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, <laughs> okay, composure. <coughs> okay, so with all that being said, how are you doing, Crow? Ah, uh, I'm doing all right. Up in the uh, up in the East Coast is pretty fucking windy right now so uh i've i've lost a table and chair set to the to the forces of nature oh, that's truly unfortunate i hope that you get a good replacement yes yes thoughts and prayers to me as well i appreciate it <laughs> yes and how yes. how is it down yonder oh it's just it's great down here um in southern us of a having a great time down here we uh well actually i say that we uh we almost got washed away since it's been raining so much uh oh yes i believe almost... i believe i recall a uh, specific instance about you having to leave your uh horseless carriage behind <laughs> yeah it was my steel horse your steel horse is what i my apologies yes i had to uh i had to leave and to park my steel horse my beloved car on the side of the road to prevent it from being washed away by a uh, a bridge that was flooded over. So, see, you can't you can't do something like that out here because uh, your 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 car will get stolen. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't necessarily have to worry about that that I'm aware of. But anyway, anyway, I'm just glad it's not raining anymore. So, anyway, with that being said, we got a good show going on tonight. Uh, we're actually going to be talking about anime but we're gonna have the traditional show set up we're gonna go through the uh same sections that we normally do and uh we're gonna have a nice lovely conversation that uh well we'll talk about that whenever we get to it but for now we're gonna rant or rave about a couple of topics and oh god now what what could you possibly have to rant about this evening (laughs) shoot you know what sucks is I looked at the uh I just looked at the outline and I completely forgot about this happening until I just saw it again. <laughs> so this this kind of sucks a little bit. Yeah, unfortunately, I had a uh, I had a bad experience in Dead by Daylight. Actually, what was that? Yesterday? Was uh, it two days ago? Yeah, it was yesterday actually. Uh, today today is March the second. By the way, we fell behind this week due to numerous unforeseen. Uh, incidents obligations obligations yeah yeah unfortunately so this is kind of going to be like a uh i was going to call it a quickie but it's probably going to end up being the same length if not a little bit longer as what our normal episodes are we're pretty we're we're hardcore weeaboos out here so yeah Yeah. we're we're quite passionate about the topic we're talking about tonight so we'll see where it goes but anyway back to the story about dead by daylight that i'm really begrudgingly going to tell um so (laughs) Let me let me try to remember exactly what just happened here. We got in a match, right? Got hoed. Oh, I got yes, yes. As the cool kids say, I got hoed quite hard. Going up up against a killer, 
and I had a hunch that the killer was going to be friendly. It turned out that the killer was friendly. I got a message that said, um, you guys want to help me with my ritual? To which I excitedly told Crow because we were playing together. I was like, ooh, ooh, he's friendly. And we were together and it was all good. And, you know, the stars had aligned and we were going to get some free blood points. And it was wonderful. And, you know, because I got this lunar event going on, um, we thought we were going to get a ton more blood points and get a little bit more of our coins to get the special items. and It's, it's all good. So, you know, I hear heartbeat come on. I'm just like, nah, we're good. We're good. We're just plucking away on a gin. And it's Hag. Hag comes down the stairs, rounds around the corner, and just looks at us. Thinking, okay, cool. He lays down a trap. And I'm thinking his ritual must be he's got to teleport and hit like four survivors or something. So I go over and I start trying to help him. Well, that was short-lived. Uh, Crow and I both ended up down. Like, he, he got both of us down, and I specifically remember hearing your comment go like, uh... So we kind of got a little bit scared. And, uh, huh. What a, didn't I get a message after that? Pretty sure I got a message yeah, at this to, point. Yeah, to my recollection, you did. Yeah, I got a message at this point. Dude messaged me and said, don't farm, bitch. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> Um, it, I'm getting a little bit. It took you. It took you a few minutes to realize what was going on, and I had to explain it to you. Uh, he, we're 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 getting hoed right now. That's what's going on. Yeah. Um, I had hope. This has never happened to me before. Um, I mean, it should. It makes sense to me why people would do this, but at the same time, I've never had a killer that we've went against that has emailed or messaged me and said, "Help me with my ritual." That hasn't actually needed help with the ritual. So, um, it would appear that I had been outsmarted for this one. Uh, I was down and I was a little bit heated at this time. Uh, well, yeah, a little bit. I was actually really mad because then he sent a message right after and he said, all other people, you guys can leave. So he hoed me, put me on a hook, face camped me. And I saw everyone, I mean, like all the survivors came over and they were like running circles around me and he wasn't hitting them. And I was just sitting there hanging and, you know, it was, it was just a great time. I was just having a blast and I ended up dying. And uh, I tried to be cordial and I messaged the killer and I said, you know, man, I, I'm really, I'm glad that I helped you with your ritual. You know, I, I'm happy with all of those farming points that I got. He said, oh yeah, no, I, I wasn't actually, I didn't have a ritual, I was just trying to figure out who was a dirty farmer. So, <laughs> moral of the story, kids, don't trust anyone, ever. Yeah, the thing the thing that I really liked about that is uh, I actually made it out alive. Um, I, I was, I was uh, you know, I wasn't messaging the killer, because I don't like to keep my settings on like that, but... Uh, you know, I was helping. Uh, I was helping Judge Farm, quote unquote, Farm, for the killer at the beginning, and then he downed both of us. But then he left me alone after, after I got unhooked. So, yeah, I'm. I'm not really sure why he why he made you his uh, his obsession, but mm. I got the short end of the stick for that one. You did. It was unfortunate. Oh. But now I, I would like to. We, uh, sorry, I would like to. Uh, I would like to rave about something actually. Um, oh, wow. Also okay. related to Dead by Daylight. Also that happened yesterday. All right. I would like to rave about the Unbreakable Perk.
Oh, God. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm going to have something to rant about again. No, no, no. We, we, your rant, my rave, same thing. So whatever. we were playing a game against, I, I think it was our final game of the evening, actually. We were playing against yep. uh, against Freddy, and Judge was still heated from earlier, and we were both pessimistic because, as we've said in a previous episode, we fucking hate going against Freddy. But somehow we were able to get down to, uh, I think one survivor was was sacrificed, but one rando and Judge and me were still up, and uh, we were able to get all the gins activated and the gates open, and all three of us were at the gate. And uh, uh, what was the ability? Blood Warden? Yep. Uh, yeah, the killer had Blood Warden, which like restricted us from leaving this open exit gate for, what, like 45 seconds, a minute? 60. 60 seconds? Damn. So, yeah, yeah. The, the gate was already open, but we couldn't leave. Um, and, you know, being stupid and cocky, we all gathered in front of this open exit gate. And then the killer came and threw us all into Dream World. And, uh, you know, we, we thought that it was going to open soon, so we stayed near it. And uh, long story short, um, I got downed, Judge got hit once, and the rando was able to escape, like, shortly after. Um, the killer picked me up and started to carry me away, and then he saw Judge and dropped me, and he went after Judge and hit him and downed him as well. He picked Judge up and went over to a hook to hang him, which was a lot further away than I was expecting. And in the time that it took him to hang judge, I was able to get back up thanks to unbreakable, which I had honestly forgotten I had equipped and I was able to escape and abandoning my friend in the process. Yes. And the joy of this was that the hook was facing right towards the exit. (laughs) So I got, I got a front row seat of watching him, you know, crawl up from (laughs) the ground and just hobble his way right out of the exit. And you know what's great is he says he says that he regrets leaving, or he acts like he, oh, I, he's I, heard I, about leaving. I don't. I don't regret leaving. There was nothing. I know you know. There, there was nothing I could have done there. And I really wish, kind of wish, I could have recorded the uh, whatever happened with that. Oh, I recorded your, it. <laughs> uh, of course you did. Well, your laughter on that was very sadistic and <laughs> depressing. You're just like, bye. I don't care. There's nothing I can do for you, buddy. Like, there wasn't anything I could do. That doesn't make it any more forgivable. Well, I would say I'm sorry, but <laughs> you're not. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Okay. Yeah. Let's move away from Dead by Daylight before I, you know, break my computer. Yeah. Let's thinking about. Let's all talk this. about something else that'll make you break your computer. Break my bank. Well, not mine in particular, but apparently a lot of people that fall for it. So, uh, you know, there was a lot of controversy going on with Konami and Hideo Kojima. Ended up, Kojima ended up leaving, or he was fired, or, you know, he had his projects and everything stolen from him, and it was a whole lot of drama associated with that. Well, the first post-Kojima Metal Gear game came out recently. I think it was last week. Maybe it was earlier this week. But, of course, we should have expected this, but turns out that there are microtransactions in it. Shocker. What? Yeah, I know, right? And, uh, so, but this is just taking it, this is some next level stuff. Like, I can't believe that this is even a thing now. And the implications it has on what could happen if other developers pick up on it, really depressing to think about. 
So they're actually making you, you get one character slot in Metal Gear Survive. One character slot, that's it, right? So let's say you actually want to start another character, you know, like you can in any other game ever. Well, you got to pay for that save slot. There's four save slots, and you can pay for the other three, and it's $10 each to have an additional save slot. That is just ludicrous. I, I cannot believe that this is even a thing. And, you know, everyone's up in arms about it on the internet, too. Rightfully so. Because what kind of garbage is this? Gonna actually make people pay for a freaking save slot in a game now? I really hope that this doesn't kick off. What are your thoughts on this? Please tell me that this is stupid. Like, It, it is stupid. I mean, I'm, I'm also thinking about it, though, from the perspective of, like, uh, like, take the Pokemon games, for example. Like, you can only play one you know one save slot per game you gotta you gotta buy like other cartridges other games to have like you know multiple multiple save save datas so you know i I think it's bullshit but i also think that other companies have been doing this in different ways for a while now i just i really can't believe they're taking this you know i say i can't believe that they're taking this step but i kind of sort of can and that's that's even worse the the thought, the fact that my mentality is changing to just be like, oh, I can see them doing this now or this now, that, that disturbs it's me. It's the climate these days. And, you know, the best thing you can do if you disagree with something is, like, not support it is the way I look at I it. I freaking, I just hate to see that Konami's turned into this company. So it's just really miserable. But anyway, <clears throat> I'm sure we're going to see a whole lot more news crop up about whatever they decide to do with that game, and if they continue making Metal Gear games, which I'm sure they will. But if they don't, you know, they'll just push all of them out on pachinko machines and make money like that. So I'm not bitter or anything. Oh, no. You can't tell. No, definitely not. No. No, no. But anyway, that moves into our Week in Review, which, you know, just kind of highlighted one of these. Metal Gear Survivor released. Okay, that's enough of that one. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Chrono Trigger. So, when is Chrono Trigger coming out? Oh, it actually came out. I think it already it, came out. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it was like a surprise release. Honestly, maybe it wasn't though. It came out, I think, yesterday or two days ago on on um, Steam. Just to clarify, on Steam. Yeah, it's on PC. A lot of people are. I mean, I think it's pretty cool. I'm probably going to end up getting it, but I'm probably I'm I'm hesitant to say this. I don't know how people will take it, but I actually have not played Chrono Trigger. So I've I've literally played it for a few seconds, so I'm not much better. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know about you, but I can hear the uh, I can Boo. hear the yeah I can hear the screaming Boo. from like three states over. Um, unfortunate, but I'm actually kind of eager to play it. I think it's fifteen ninety nine, maybe, and it comes with like a soundtrack and oh, nice. some other cool goodies. So I guess that's might want to look into that. Not terrible. I should I should probably get a Steam account at some point, but. God, that's going to eat away at, like, all my finances. Yeah, but, I mean, you save a lot of money with PC gaming. You you put a lot of investment up front on your rig, but you get a lot of really steep discounts on games uh-huh. with Steam as a platform, and, like, Good Old Games is another good one. But anyway, yeah. So Chrono Trigger came out. People are freaking out about that, rightfully so. One of the best games ever created, supposedly. Um, I'll have to check anyway. it out. Uh, what else? I guess the Overwatch and Dead by Daylight Lunar events yeah, are coming the, to an end. The Year of the Dog is coming to an end. Mm. 
and I have really not taken advantage of the Overwatch one at all because I've been grinding away on Dead by Daylight. Oh yeah, yeah, we we we've been we've been going really hard with Dead by Daylight actually. Um, yeah. Overwatch, I think I've, mm, I, I haven't gotten all the new skins yet, but I've gotten I've gotten a decent amount of them though. I think I've gotten like three out of the four, uh, like big skins that they released this year. Yeah, uh, I got Genji, Farah, and Mercy. I don't. I can't remember if I got Zarya. I don't think I got hers yet. Mm. But, I only. I I got McCree, and that's the one that I cared about. So, <laughs> fair enough. You know. mm-hmm. uh, speaking of Overwatch, though, they just announced uh, their God twenty eighth. Is it their twenty eighth? Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. Yeah. yeah, they just announced the 27th character, which I got uh, I got misled on that. Um, a friend a friend sent that as a message to me like, oh my god, is it going to be the Junker Queen? And I was like, oh, I hope so. And <laughs> surprise, it's, it's Torb's fucking offspring. Yeah, I'm not too thrilled about that. I'm trying to ignore that part to give her a chance. Um, but it really bums me out that Torb had any family whatsoever. You know what? I sound bad. Uh, that that sounds terrible. He deserves a family. He just doesn't deserve to be in the game. <laughs> he deserves um, happiness. Just you know, cat cat's gonna kill us for bad mouthing Torb when she can't even defend him. I'll, I'll bad mouth Torb to her face. Damn. <laughs> anyway, um, we're gonna Fuck butcher Torb. her pronunciation of her name. <laughs> Bri Brigitta. Brigitta is her name. Brigitta. But, you know, taking away the fact that she is Torb's daughter, she actually has some pretty cool abilities. She looks like a really fun... I like the fact that Blizzard's taking a different approach to support heroes. They're making them more fun to play. It's it's I more mean, like a hybrid character now at this point. Like, both her mm-hmm. and Moira, whenever Moira came out, seemed more hybrid than necessarily uh-huh, support. Yeah. For sure. And, I mean, I love, I love the uh, versatility of Moira. She's my favorite... She's, I think she's my favorite support character to play now. Oh, she's just so mobile and yeah. So Brigida, I'm not sure what all of her abilities are. I mean, I saw that she has a flail and it looks really funky. She looks like a cross between uh, Torb and Reinhardt, to be honest. Like, and she's supposed to be like Reinhardt's apprentice or something like that within the lore of Overwatch, mm. which is kind of weird. Interesting. It's weird to me. Like, apparently Reinhardt was her godfather too. I did hear that. Um, and I saw that she has a shield that only really protects herself, and she's got a shield bash, which I think that part sounds really fun. Um, and s- correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't she have some form of a, like a pack that she can drop that can yeah. provide armor? Yeah, and, I, I think like, it's... Uh, I haven't looked at like the gameplay yet. I think it's her ult, though. Like It's like called Rally or something like that. I saw... Yeah, I think it... Uh, was it Rally? I think... Nah, it doesn't really something matter, like I guess. That. But well, anyway, yeah, she has the ability to to throw down like armor packs or something like that. And I I thought I saw she had the ability to heal people. Like I could be wrong on that. I don't, I don't know. There's a lot to look forward to though. Mm-hmm. Nothing nothing yeah. like really innovative, but it'll still be interesting to have like some of these different character combinations in one character. I mean, it's always an exciting time to get a new hero. So yep, new trophies. <laughs> Yeah, the part that you like the most. Oh, yeah. Uh, what else we got? 
Well, Microsoft, last two pieces we got to talk about are pertaining to Microsoft. Um, and I, this one's got important implications to us. So Microsoft, there's talks that they might possibly buy Sega. And Sega happens to own one of our favorite companies, Atlas. So how do you feel about Microsoft possibly holding Atlas in their hands and like controlling their dealings whenever Atlas puts out games that are very niche and very, I don't know, kind of out there? Uh, well, I feel kind of terrified, to be honest, but... You know, I'm trying to be optimistic about it because you know we we had that we had a similar concern whenever Sega became like the the parent company to Atlas in the first place, and so far they've been pretty good about it. But I think my the, the bigger concern for me stems from you know Atlas has released mainly well, like the the Persona series is like PlayStation exclusive. The Shin Megami Tensei games are like Nintendo exclusive. So if Microsoft owns them, are we still going to get them on, you know, the consoles that I play or are they all going to go Xbox or, you know, you know, it might be good in that we still get them on Nintendo and uh, and PlayStation, but then we also get them on Steam, which Atlas has been like reluctant to release uh, Persona on Steam. So, you know, mm. there, there might be good implications. There might be bad implications. Uh, time will I tell, mean, I guess. I don't know. Like. Xbox just doesn't really do well with JRPGs. RPGs on their on their systems. So, I mean, they're not really going to be gaining much from putting the games out on their systems, but it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do with all that, if they do. I mean, who knows? This might not even happen. Yeah, right now it's, but, right now it's just a rumor, pretty much. Uh-huh. The other thing, too, is that the Xbox One X, and I'm actually, this is kind of cool, even though I don't benefit from it at all. Um Xbox One X is supposedly going to get enhancements to some old Xbox 360 games that people really, some of the best ones. So like Fable Anniversary is going to be getting a patch to get improved visuals. Um, I mean, I may be a little biased here, but uh, Witcher 2 is going to get some graphical upgrades, which is awesome because Witcher series is freaking amazing. So that's nice that they're actually going to be getting uh, some graphical improvements. So yeah. Good on you, Microsoft. It's good. Yay. Yay, indeed. You know what that means, right? What does that mean? <laughs> it means we get to move into our main segment, oh, which is yeah. going to be interest. It's going to be interesting to see how this unfolds. See, we decided since you know it's been such a hectic week, we decided we were going to do a topic that uh, it's, it's kind of a little bit different. We're going to do our top ten anime for each of us. Current, honestly, currently, just anime series, not not including like manga or games. Uh, sorry, not games. Uh, not manga or like anime films. So like Akira, that's not in the running for this because you know we're just going over series right now. Indeed, and we probably should clarify too. Okay, these are our personal, personal top ten lists. Okay, they're not like we're not proclaiming that these are the absolute best anime and that your opinion's wrong or anything. This is literally, this is more like these anime personally were the most profound to me and to Crow. Um, so obviously we're going to be drastically different. And I know for a fact mine are not going to be, <laughs> they're not going to be what a lot of people would consider to be 
uh, in the top five or even the top ten probably. But we'll see. It'll be fun. I think so. And, you know, our, our taste might very well change, like, within a year or two because there's, there's so many good series out there that it, it was uh, – oh, God, I was, I was conflicted coming up with this list. Yeah, you were. I was actually worried that you weren't going to be able to come up with it in time. You know, I had to but, uh, I had to break my soul into little tiny pieces and just put the biggest pieces back together. There's still a lot mm. there's still a lot of littler pieces missing though. I love the way that you it's so very dramatic. I know. I love it. I try. Probably a little bit of foreshadowing of some of the anime that are going to be on these lists, but da, da, da. So I guess what we're going to do is if we're uh we're going to start at 10 um and we're going to volley them back and forth, you know have a little bit of commentary on each one and and then uh for for the purposes of our talk um you know we're not trying to spoil anything for each other if perhaps i've seen something that judge hasn't or he's seen something that i haven't um but for anybody that might be listening you've been warned if we both are familiar on the topic there will be spoilers probably yes good call very good call forgot to mention that so yeah but we'll preface it obviously if we hopefully will preface it. Yeah, we might not preface um, it. We'll see. Yeah, so proceed at your own risk, I guess. You want to go first, or? Uh, we, can, we'll, we can go back and forth. So, do you want to go I'll, first? Yeah, I'll, 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 take, I'll take number 10 first, and then I'll pass it on to you. All right, I'm pretty eager. Oh, yeah, wait, wait, wait. I should have mentioned, we also have no idea what each other's list has on it. So this is this is going to be a, a real-time reaction. Yeah, we, um, we have a few hunches over over some of the stuff that made our list but yeah we'll see i don't have any idea what order you're going to put them in so without further ado without number further 10 ado for crow my number 10 this is kind of a surprising one um i gave it to psychopaths Ooh, wow really yep <laughs> i had no idea yep and i know that you haven't uh you haven't seen that yet so i'm not gonna spoil anything about it um but just kind of briefly it's uh really good um it's like futuristic dark psychological um it's, it's kind of it's, it's almost like uh an interesting spin-off interpretation of uh George Orwell's 1984 is like you know kind of a basic way of putting it society is very much controlled by like a a kind of dedicated system and it's kind of the reaction of the people that live in it and the people that contr- that uh enforce it i guess um, so it, it, it's like the most, one of the most recent anime that I've actually gotten into and it kind of came out of nowhere and just like blew me away. So yeah, that's what I, that's what I give my number 10 to right now. I have heard, I mean, I've heard nothing but praise for that anime and I've seen maybe like three episodes of it and it, it seems very like cyberpunky or like yeah, steampunky yeah, yeah. kind of, I'm not sure though. It's been a while since I've seen it. It just seems a little bit, uh. Yeah, and there, I don't know. It's got a cool vibe to it, and it, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like it would be like super different than like a lot of other series. Like it, it kind of vaguely reminded me of uh, Cowboy Bebop in some ways, uh, but you know, it just all, all all the stereotypes and cliches that I expected to come with the anime, it just kind of blew them out of the water, and I was just very pleased with it. So, yep, that's my number ten. Oh well, okay, cool. I'm pretty hyped now. It's actually like that's on my list that was one of the ones i was gonna watch yeah yeah definitely check it out sometime what's what what do you got on your list right now it's number 10 (laughs) oh yeah okay so my number 10 uh is dragon ball z (laughs) 
All right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so maybe a little bit. It's a little bit low, but I'll be honest. I had to try to throw nostalgia out the window a little bit on it and just try to look at it objectively. It had a lot of filler. Like, you're, you're filler talking about on... the original Dragon Ball Z series, like not not Dragon Ball Z Kai or you know any of the series. No, I'm talking about the original because all the right. original is the one that I grew up with, yeah, yeah, and the one that I have all of my. I mean, it had some of the most iconic scenes in all of anime that I've ever watched that have stuck with me. Like, I will never forget whenever Gohan was going against Cell, and, you know, he did his Kamehameha with one hand, and it showed Goku behind him, you know, spiritual form or whatever, and they're pushing the Kamehameha. Like, it's freaking epic. Like, there were everyone, I mean, people who aren't even into anime that I grew up with were into Dragon Ball Z. Like, everyone wanted to be like Goku. It was like the buff man, macho Goku, dude. Goku kind of set the, uh, the I guess, like, precedent for what Shonen epitomizes. Like, Naruto, One Piece, uh, Naruto, One Piece, Bleach. Like, I think I think the, the mangaku that created those series of all, like, cited uh, Dragon Ball Z as, like, kind of inspiration for how they designed their characters and went about with their stories. Um... I've got a confession though. Dragon Ball Z did not make my list, um, which oh, man. yeah, I know, I know. I hear the I hear the boos. I see the bad ratings and the thumbs down and all that good shit. Um, <laughs> and for me, it's just personal. Like I'm not I'm not at all denying what it brought to the table. Like just as far as personal favorites go, again, all the filler, and you mm-hmm. know, it's just. It innovated in a lot of ways, but since then we have like we've seen so many series that do the same thing that it's just like I'm not, you know. It had it just had some of the most epic moments out of any anime that I've ever seen, and you know, growing up with it, I was I remember getting home from school. I would want to get home from school as fast as possible because it was on Toonami. I would jet inside, sit down, forgo doing all of my homework, push everything aside. I had to see what was happening on Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, see, I just, I unfortunately did not have TV like that growing up. Like, I think I had, like, maybe four fucking channels. So um, I was super jealous. Like, whenever I'd go to, like, a friend's house for, like, a birthday party or something, I was the asshole that would throw my gift on the counter and then run into their living room and watch their TV um, <laughs> to watch Dragon Ball Z. And it was, I, I have no regrets about that whatsoever. Nah, nah, it's freaking amazing. But anyway, that's my number ten. Alrighty. So you wanna you wanna give the number nine now? Oh wow, back to back. Yeah, um, let's just let's just switch back and forth. All right. So, I this one's a little bit odd too. But my number nine is actually Claymore. Claymore, um, interesting. Claymore. Yeah, because I mean the anime itself didn't go through like obviously the manga went farther than what the uh, the anime went through. But I, I'm i kind of a sucker for it because I really like strong female leads. And to me, the uh, the main character in Claymore is iconic, too, um, just because she was one of the... I remember... It's going to be a really weird backstory, but uh, I remember the uh, grocery store that I would go to with my mom whenever I was growing up. They would always get copies of uh, Shonen Jump. And... Someone would always, I think they used to be in packages, and someone would always bust open the package, and it would be where you could actually read it. <laughs> and um, 
yeah, <laughs> that's the way we did it back in the day. Um, <laughs> so whenever she was walking around getting groceries, I would always run to the magazine section. And I remember seeing uh, on the front cover of one. Claire. They had, Cl- yeah, Claire. Uh, and it was the for like the first volume of Claymore and they were advertising it and they had the first chapter. And, uh, I actually had that. Wow, that's I actually had that issue of Shonen Jump. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I thought it was really cool, and I I read it, and I was like, wow, this is super dark. I remember it kind of disturbed me a little bit because I was so young, but I I thought it was cool. And then years later, whenever I saw the anime, uh, had it had an anime adaptation, I was like, oh, I've got to see this. So I blew through it. I think it was like the traditional. It was twenty six episodes, I believe. Um, it's been a while since I've watched it, but really it's it's a cool concept. It's like you got half humans, half demon like things that eat human flesh and um these these girls are known as claymores. Uh they have freaking huge swords most of the time and they can succumb to their primal desires and I don't know, it's really dark, really gritty. Um and I I don't know, I just really liked it. It was really impressionable, left an impression on me. So see, I was a I was a big fan of the Claymore manga. The uh, the anime, obviously, as you would know, like left out like a ton of shit. So I, yep, you know, it wasn't terrible, but what what? Yeah, it just it just didn't do it for me personally. But ah, still a good series though. I just thought it was cool to see it come to life in that way. So I mean, it, they should have. I really would have preferred if they would have kept it going, but I. I don't know. Yeah, I don't of, really know why they didn't keep it going. A lot of series get shafted like that. I guess like they don't think there's enough interest or it costs too much money. Or I don't, I don't know what the reasoning is, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, but that was my number nine. Uh, might be a little bit out there. I'm not sure how many people actually are fans of Claymore, but you know, reach out to us if you are, because I'd like to hear what your thoughts Shit, are reach, on it. Reach out to us if you're a fan of any of these series. We can talk about these for days. Yeah, we'd love to. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Like, this is something we're extremely passionate about, so we would love to hear your feedback or your thoughts on all this. So, let's see. Yeah. I gave I gave my number nine to Trigun. Wow, that low? I'm actually shocked about that. You don't understand. I have a lot of fucking series that I really liked. <laughs> well, uh, consider me shocked. Let's hear what, why, why Trigun at number nine. Well, I forget. Have you read or watched Trigun? Yeah, you. I don't know if you remember this, but my uh, my sophomore year of college, you actually. I think you came over and watched it. Some of it with me. I think I steamrolled through it in a couple nights. That that sounds like something I would do. So yeah, um, Trigun. To me, so for me, like a lot of it was uh, a lot of it felt like filler. Like it wasn't filler. Um, because you know it happens in the manga, a lot of it does, but it, it, it's when it's when you start getting into like Legato and uh, Thousand Knives that things start getting interesting. Um, there were there were quite a few episodes, and you know, obviously this is my top ten list, so it doesn't sound like I'm paying it much much in the way of compliments right now. It had some amazing characters. Vash the Stampede was amazing. Uh, Wolf uh, Wolfgang or was it was that Wolfwood. Wolfwood. It was Wolfwood. Jesus. Yeah. It's been it's been a while. <laughs> Wolfwood, um God. I know we said that we're gonna be spoiling it, but I, I just don't want to spoil this part if somebody's listening that hasn't seen it, but I'm I'm sure you know which part I'm referring to. 
so it's such a fucking powerful moment in the series with Wolfwood. Um, the Legato, like he wasn't even the main villain. I have never. It's, it's been a while since I've despised a villain as much as I as much as I despise Legato for what he does to Vash. Um, uh huh. And so yeah, it, it, it's a powerful series with like you know it, a lot of comedic moments, a lot of kind of dark emotional moments. A lot of futuristic sci-fi, you know. The, the, it's got a lot going for it. I agree. And I'm glad you pointed out the characters, too, because they are so... Vash is, like, one of the most recognizable anime characters ever. And I've seen, I mean, every anime convention that I've ever been to, there's always a Vash um, yeah. cosplayer. Yeah, that's true. And most and of the I, time there's a Wolf, uh, Wolfwood cosplayer, too. I'm pretty sure the last convention we went to there was a vash and a wolfwood uh cosplayer and i could be wrong oh no i was actually thinking of uh the helsing uh the helsing marriage <laughs> yeah i remember that that was that was kind of awkward uh, i think i think it turned into like a real marriage too i think the, i think the guy whipped, it was a real proposal yeah the guy whipped out a real wedding ring like while they were getting like cosplay married i always knew that alucard was a smooth talker. Oh yeah, interesting. I'm I'm genuinely shocked that you put Trigun at number nine. Oh, but, uh, gee, wait till you see the rest of my list. Well, I'm glad you said that because now I'm eager to hear what your number eight is. My number eight, I gave it to Yu Yu Hakusho. Heck yeah, that freaking anime. Yes. yes. So like, I was really conflicted. Like, probably the biggest source of conflict for me with this list was trying to figure out if I wanted Yu Yu Hakusho or Hunter Hunter on the list, because I, I had to leave Hunter Hunter off the list. And it's a fantastic anime, and it kind of broke my heart to leave it off the list, but Yu Yu Hakusho fucking shaped my childhood. Like, from ages, like, 14 to 18, that was my shit. Like, I lived for that shit. I read every episode. I Or, I'm sorry. I read every chapter in the manga. I owned every, like, every DVD of the anime. Um... Dark Tournament arc, that was fucking classic. Even ch- yes. even Chapter Black, which is arguably like you know less less good, was still amazing. Uh, yeah, it was. It's just it's just great. <laughs> that Dark Tournament arc. So you know, I mentioned I would like jet home from school and like I'd jump on Toonami. That Dark Tournament arc, I kid you not like i was legitimately miserable if i missed an episode to that um and i remember the freaking that's another anime with amazing characters you know you got yusuke he's classic um freaking hiei and kurama those two alone that duo that combo they were some i thought that they were like the coolest dudes around i think i think i was partial i think kuwabara kind of set the the precedent for like you know kind of dumbass sidekick character that (laughs) you know, still has a lot of very crucial parts to play. Whoa, bro. Yeah, that spirit sword or whatever. <laughs> what was that? Uh, that was that was my failed attempt that's probably gonna be edited of edited out. Nah, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Leave it in. <laughs> uh speaking of characters too, freaking Taguro. Oh my god, yeah, his name. El- the elder Taguro brother. And even yeah. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. He was the younger Taguro brother. But even the elder Tagoro brother was fucking intense. Both the Tagoro brothers were intense. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. 
sorry. I'm not sure if it's considered. No, I was just gonna say I'm not sure if it's considered a spoiler or not to to see Karama's real power or whatever whenever he's in that one fight. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. Uh, With yeah, his 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 power is pretty epic. Pretty epic, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought Hiei and Karama see, were like I think like pretty much all the good shonen anime have had like a tournament at some point. And I think the I think Yu Hakusho's Dark Tournament does the tournament arc best. Like you know Naruto the sh- the tuning exam that's that's you know arguably the most the most popular arc of the Naruto series, and you know it still doesn't feel as iconic as 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 the Dark Tournament to me. You know I, I could be in the minority on that, but it's just how I feel. Mm-hmm. Man, I've. Yu Yu Hakusho. I'm glad you put that on your list, but I'm also set. That's not on my list. Um, so, but it is a solid choice. What'd you so. What'd you go with with your with for your number eight? <laughs> All right. So, this this might also offend a lot of people, but maybe it won't. My number eight is actually Neon Genesis Evangelion. Oh wow! I'm surprised that's so that's that low on your list. Yeah, because I think if you remember. Um, I was talking to you about this series while I was watching it and freaking out to you about it. Um, I remember messaging you about it several times. Uh, I put it at number eight. Um, it's kind of hard to put it at number eight, but because I'm I'm actually kind of a a little bit of a sucker for mech anime, and you know Neon Genesis is like one of the most influential anime of all time. Uh, people write freaking. Th- there, there have been people who've written research papers and thesis papers oh, yeah. on this. Yeah, I, I, I actually saw like I, I saved a thesis paper on it just so I could like look at it after I'd actually finished the series. Uh, it didn't make my list just because I haven't seen the whole thing, but from what I it's, had seen, it was pretty good. It's just it's it's so out there. Like I don't even know how to try to explain it. I mean, at the basic level, it's it's a mech anime, and you know. There are these, I think that they're, they're the bad guys or the uh, the enemies are like angels and there's like 13 of them or something. And anyway, you've got a, it's like you've got typical, you've got a kid, 14 year old Shinji. Um, and he's, his dad's the head of this association called Nerve and he's, he became the pilot of like this iconic Evangelion unit that would only work whenever he was in it and. It starts out like that, but it just, it freaking devolves into this really psychological, deep, profounding story. And I still stand by this. I think I mentioned this to you. Um, the last, like, three or four episodes of that anime. Yeah, I've, I've heard. I have no. I've heard shitty I have things no, about it. <laughs> no freaking out. I think, well, they, you know, they say the creator of the show, um. I don't know how to pronounce it. Hideki Ano, I think is how you pronounce it. He's he's nutters. Like I think he's been to the he's been in an insane asylum before. And those last three episodes, I swear, like you can tell, like everything just goes nuts. People who've seen it, you freaking know what I'm talking about. Like if you understand it, like or if you can make sense of it, I would love to hear from you because to this day i still have no idea what the heck happened with this um even with it being that confusing and everything um i had a blast watching it like and i watched it 
way after. I mean, it was came out in the early 90s, and I watched it through and through the entirety. I steamrolled through it in, uh, like, 2015, I think. So, yeah, it's it's a solid anime. Yeah, um, I've, and I've actually heard, like, a lot, a lot of people were, like, almost offended at this, but, like, Shinji, I think, made the number one spot on, like, top anime protagonist or something like that and like everybody yeah. everybody was like why he's such a shitty person and i think the the article justified it because he was like he's like the most realistic protagonist like of all time like you know we have all these bad all, all, all these like badass like oh i'm gonna be really cool and look really good doing something that you know should be impossible and shinji's like no, I'm a little bitch because this is genuinely fucking terrifying and I shouldn't be expected to go through this. Yeah, uh, I think I know. I've seen those lists too. And there were people that were offended about that. Um, but I can kind of see, you know, seeing it, I can kind of see where they were coming from. I forgot what they said exactly about him but uh, or why he should be in that list. But also, I'll just take a minute to give a shout out. They... They redid, they kind of like reworked the story into like movies. So um, the movies are really, they're good. Uh, I think they're, we're waiting for 4.0 to come out now, but we've been waiting for that to come out for like six years or something, seven years. So don't know if it's uh, just patiently waiting. But anyway, yeah, I got to give a shout out to that. That was my number eight. Uh, Good series. So, oh, the way we're doing this, I guess that means I need to do number seven. Yes, sir. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so my number seven is actually, I don't remember how you feel about this one. Um, I think you liked it, but my number seven is Steins Gate. Oh, yeah. No, I definitely like that one. Yeah, I freaking, I loved it. Um, and it was really, like I said, we're getting into the territory where basically every everything after this, it was really hard for me to arrange the list in the way that I did. Um Steinsgate, like, it it left me wanting a lot more. Like, really good job with the characters, really good job with fleshing them out and, like, showing their humanity and laying it bare. And I'll always remember this. We actually got to, you and I got to meet the voice actor for the main character uh, at an anime convention, J. Michael Tatum. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if you remember this. I'm sure you do. He was hilarious. Uh, we talked about... Oh, he is hilarious. He's a great guy. Anyone who gets to meet him, uh, he's awesome. We got our picture taken with him. It's pretty great. Um, he voiced the main character in Steins Gate, and I don't know if you remember this, but he specifically made mention in a panel about how in episode 13 of Steins Gate, he legitimately was having a mental breakdown. Like, the voice actor was having a mental breakdown while he was recording the voice act or the voice lines for... Uh, Rintaro Okabe, I think that's how you pronounce the main character's name, and he said that he was in the recording booth having a mental breakdown while they were recording, and they kept it, and they incorporated it into the show, and he said he told everyone to go and listen to it because he was legitimately having a, a crisis in his life, and it was like that raw humanity was being portrayed, and I freaking remember if you go to episode 13 and you listen like you can tell like he was legitimately having like he was so into it that it was just you could tell um 
Super good series, though, if you're just talking about just the storyline. It's one of those, like, really, like, my it messes with your mind. And, uh, you know, they take the idea of, like, time travel, which is a cliche idea at this point, and they make it work. And it's a beautiful story, really good, and it hits where it needs to hit. It affects you. Um, I highly recommend it. It's one of the best, it's probably the best time travel in like story i think i've ever experienced honestly so yeah i it, it was it was definitely a very solid series um the only the only thing i would personally disagree with is it didn't really leave me wanting more just because like it, it did such a good job at showcasing okabe's like exha- like his sheer exhaust exhaustion with what he was dealing with like with constantly trying to switch timelines trying to alter the the present slash future um, that like by the end of the series, I was with him. I was just like, I just want to be happy. <laughs> it was the, just, it did such a good job with that. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like a, it wasn't a weakness to the anime that it made me feel that way. It, it was kind of a testament to how strong of a series it was. Um, which. Oh, I agree with you. I agree with you on that. The only reason I probably I wanted more was because they just did a, such a good job at making me get attached to the characters. Yeah. Like, did you ever did you ever watch the movie that came out? I don't think I did. You should you uh, should give it a look. It. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but it does give you more and resolves like a few potentially unanswered questions if you caught on to certain moments in in the series. Yeah, I think I had it on my list, and I was gonna watch it immediately after I finished the anime, but things got in the way. Um, I'll have to, I'll have to look into that. But I love the anime. Yeah. So that's my number seven. Uh, you're probably gonna be offended at me for this. I gave JoJo's Bizarre Adventures my number seven. Jesus, I am offended. That hurts me. How could you do that? Well, cause I've seen a lot of good series. <laughs> Even Speedwagon is afraid. <laughs> Even Speedwagon is offended. Him... <laughs> you putting him in number seven. Crow! Why? Why did how you could put... you commit such a grave injustice? <laughs> Why did you put JoJo's at seven? Well, uh... You know, I feel like you're trying to get me to justify why it's not higher. Mm. And really, I can only say that the other series that I included as higher have a you know, higher place in my heart right now. Um, That's okay. But, you know, still got to recognize JoJo innovated um, a lot of things, like both in anime and video games, culture in general. Things were changed, like, dramatically because of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, And, you know, honestly, like, part of of the reason that its rank is so quote-unquote low is... uh, because like the the reaction that I have to the series is dependent on like which arc I'm in, which character is the main mm-hmm. focus, you know. Like I I, I find uh, I find Dio a lot more interesting than all the fucking uh, stand users that stand between him and the main characters. So it's like you know the rest of that series is just filler for me, waiting for the like you know final fight. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, just shit like that. I mean, yeah, I get it. I guess I can, I can forgive that, but it just hurts to. It's a, it's a great series, and um, and you know, we kind of, we kind of said it at the start of this, uh, 
at the start of this like main segment, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if any of these like shift their way up like in a year's time. Because you know I've mm-hmm. I, I've seen the entirety of the JoJo anime as it is right now, which is four seasons. I'm reading the manga. I purchased a video game. Like I'm still getting into it. Like this is a fairly like I've been watching JoJo for like I guess maybe two years now, um, but it's, it's it's only getting like more and more uh, interesting to me as I like get deeper into it. So don't be too offended. <laughs> That was was that your number seven? That was my number seven. Oh man. Okay. Well, I guess we're getting to the we're almost to the to the good stuff. Almost. Uh, what it? Well, I mean, this is all good. I'm just top five is going to be really interesting to see what you put on there. What What's your number six? Uh so my number six will probably also surprise you. I gave it to Mobile Suit Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans. You know, I I, I want to say that that surprises me, but that's the only Mobile Suit Gundam that I even I've been exposed to, and it seems pretty solid. It um, it's incredibly so. solid. Um, the two like the two main characters, uh, Orga and Mikazuki, like they are some of the most fascinating protagonists that I've like an original feeling protagonist that I've seen in like a long time. Uh, it's kind of. Uh, I guess the best way I could describe it that you might be familiar with is kind of like the relationship between Integra Helsing and Alucard. Uh, in this, hmm. in this, okay. in the sense that like Orga is, he almost comes off as powerless because he doesn't really operate like a Gundam or anything like that, but he's still the fucking mastermind that's spearheading this entire operation. And Mikazuki is the Alucard of his organization. Like, Mikazuki is the one that, like, just tell me what to do, Orga, and then he'll do fucking, like, anything. He will go to the ends of the earth to do anything that Orga asks him to do. And it just, like, he he's very mortal. And, like, especially, like, the second season of, of uh, Iron-Blooded Orphans, which I'm currently, like, I haven't even completed it yet. Um, but I'm, like, watching Mikazuki, like his body's like breaking down but his mind is like very intact and it's really fascinating to see the direction that it's taking and like you know all the characters are very mortal um you know i say that for a gundam series uh yeah like every episode somebody's gotten killed off it seems like and you know these aren't like minor characters a lot of these are major characters that you know were alive throughout the entire first season that have gotten killed off and it's just like it's 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 a hell of a ride right now huh interesting yeah like i said i've been exposed to it it's the only gundam that i've been exposed to and i was pretty intrigued i think i jumped in. it was airing on toonami wasn't it uh yes yeah, it's, it's still on toonami right now actually um uh, okay and, that's you know that's... i know this is always a winner for you uh scott johnny young bosch playing uh or voicing orga oh yeah yeah okay that's pretty solid I like Johnny Young Bosch as a voice actor. Oh yeah, and then I I don't know who voices Mikazuki. Like I I'm not sure if it's somebody I'm familiar with or if it's somebody like that I've never heard of before. But he does a phenomenal job at Mika's voice too. Huh. Yeah, I know. I I saw a couple episodes of it. I'll probably look into it more because I mean I'm not really I've never really been exposed to Gundam that much, which is probably I mean I know that's probably like considered a sin to a lot of people, but. Um, 
it seems really it seemed interesting so See, i'll have to check it out I've, I've seen uh i've seen a few gundam series um one of them was so long ago i don't even remember which which series it was um and then the other one i've seen gundam unicorn which was okay but uh iron blooded orphans is like it, it I, i'm not as into mech anime as you are so for me it's far less about the mech fights and far more about like the human aspect the political aspect the psychological and sociological aspects like there's a lot going on in this series that makes the mech fights the least interesting part in my opinion huh all right well i'll have to check it out interesting yeah i didn't expect you to put that on there so yeah i was kind of surprised too whenever i realized how high up the list i put it Hmm. Well, all right, we're creeping up. I guess with me, I'm going to hit the top five in a second, but I got to get through number six first. Um, my number six, and I, I'm I'm not sure how you're going to take this. Uh, my number six is Death Note. What? Yeah. What? I figured you... <laughs> yeah, just hear me out on this one. All right, um, we I, have I... an upset. <laughs> You know what? I I honestly thought that this would be the one that you would have an uproar over. Um, So, okay, there's a lot of of good stuff going for this one. And I I mean, I don't want you to get the wrong impression. I freaking love Death Note. And you know I love Death Note. Um, Honestly, arguably, um, this is the anime that got me back into anime. Because I remember when you were a freshman in college, and I was about to graduate from high school, uh whenever i was i came over and visited you and started watching it uh because or you you had the movies uh, um, the I live you had the, the live action movies yeah and i think i watched pretty sure we watched all three or all of them we at least, and, we at least watched the first and second one i don't know if i subjected you to the third one cuz that wasn't quite as good yeah well you were heavily heavily insisting that we watch it i was like ah yeah you know nah, okay and then you were like no you gotta watch this and i was like ah, okay whatever we had freaking devil donut holes from walmart oh, fuck yeah which yeah <laughs> so i remember watching and i was like wow this is this is a really solid concept like i'm pretty intrigued right now so i went home literally that night and i started blowing through death note and watched it all and i mean what can i say what can I say about this anime that people don't already know? It's like the gateway anime, as you've referred to it. Um, it's freaking psychological. It's dark. It's got some truly, like, oh, crap moments. Um, I mean, there's several. I don't want to spoil it for anyone, because that is definitely an anime that does not need to be spoiled for anyone. Um, but there are some moments pretty early on involving one of the, uh, well, the main character and who he thinks is the main his enemy oh Um, yeah yeah Yeah. that moment that that was legendary to me um i still remember that uh and it's just like you've got a supernatural element you know the shinigami they're really interesting uh because you know they're supposed to be morally they're supposed to be middle ground unpartial or impartial to either good or bad you know um just having the story be presented sometimes through or moderated from their point if you think about it from their point i don't know there's just i could go on and on about death note um i love it but unfortunately (laughs) there are five more anime 
that uh have that you liked had better. probably yeah well argue just hit me harder i think All right. um death note is it's i need you to know that death note is like still top tier like that is top shelf stuff so fair enough sorry for having uh, sorry for having an upset let's let's see what your top five look like then (laughs) i'm sorry i'm laughing because um if you consider death note being an upset at number six the thing that's immediately after it's probably going to really really highlight that being an upset (laughs) wait what i swear to god if you say wreck of seven it's no that's not my number five All right. my, my number five is jojo's bizarre adventure <laughs> i'm kind of surprised you were shitting on me for having it at number seven that's not that's not too much of a difference it's in my top five there's a huge difference yeah right okay and this is the one i said it's kind of it's kind of a little bit it's i'm pointing out two specific arcs here which is really just the first season, so I figured that that's fine. Um, Phantom Blood and Battle Tendency. Um, freaking, let me just say, all I will say is Joseph Joestar, okay? Joseph Joestar, um, as a main character, is like a trickster, roguish type, um, which I'm always a sucker for those types of character archetypes and anything. So his sleight of hand tricks and the way that you see him manipulate enemies in the show and just everything about that season the music the outlandish art style the freaking memes my god the memes <laughs> like jojo if it only existed to produce memes i would still have it on this list it may not be at number five but it would still be on my list it's just there's not another manga or anime that i think has done it exactly like jojo and if I think that the other thing, too, is got to take into consideration, look at the legacy that this show has. Oh, absolutely. I did not realize. I did not realize that it had been produced or been it's been in production. Since the 80s. For, uh, yeah, the manga. I like that blew my mind. And it's still going strong and it's still got a huge following and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Um, oh, yeah. If, if you're if you're talking about like a top 10, like most influential anime list, this would easily like be like top three. I just I've had. I had to put it in top five just because I've had so much freaking fun watching it. Like, it's just a blast to watch. You never, like, the dramatic poses. I'm telling you, I could go on and on. Like, the way that the the males are portrayed as being, like, macho, but yet oddly effeminate. Like, Dio. You already mentioned some of this stuff. Like, Dio alone as as a antagonist is just, like, you hate him, but you love him. And they just do so much so much crap right with this show i just love it and and next you'll uh, say i am dio it was me dio <laughs> i mean i just i love it um it's got a special place in my heart and it's the most recent anime that i've seen so just the fact that it's in my top like it nudged all those before out goes to show how much that i actually how unique and how special i see this anime so and the funny I, uh, the funny thing is you haven't even made it through star stardust crusaders or uh diamond is unbreakable yet and those are like considered the main jojo arcs like the people recognize yeah i know and that's why you know like you said these lists are probably going to change a lot for all i know it could move higher up uh it could move lower because honestly i'm in the middle of stardust crusaders right now and i'm not especially sold on it um 
it's not as good to me as the second season or the fur or the second arc. Um, we'll see. I've still got hope. I still love the, uh, the direction and the, just the vibe that the show gives off in general. So that's my number five. All right. That's fair. Uh, for my number five, I gave it to black lagoon. Hmm. Okay. I know. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of figured it was going to be in your top five. Cause I know how sp- I've heard you sing the praises for this one. Yeah. And if you're, you know, you mentioned earlier when you mentioned Claymore, uh, you said how you like a strong female lead. Uh, Revy's about as strong as they get. Like Revy's about as badass as they get. The, the entirety of Black Lagoon is filled with just really badass female archetypes. Um, and I think like the whole, the, the city of, uh, God, I can't, I can't really pronounce it right. It's like Rorona poor you know something like that um it's 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 like the city of sin where like you know you got criminals and mercenaries and drug dealers and prostitutes all kinds of stuff and just to have this like kind of it's it's got its own like mythology behind it almost and it's just really interesting to see it all kind of come here and then you take rock just a fucking average japanese businessman and you throw him into this world and to watch how he's evolved as a character it's it's just it's amazing for me to to see this like evolution cuz he he's got like i think rock ends up being even darker than like revy is even though he's not the one killing people with his gun with guns uh so yeah and like the 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 sub the dub it's all pretty good um i, I was laughing cuz i i found out that uh the the woman that voices revy in the dub uh, I think voice one of the Powerpuff Girls. So, what? Yeah, no, you can't. You can't quite hear her use the word "cunt" the same after you've, uh, after you know that little tidbit. Uh, wow. I don't know how to feel about that, but enjoy it. I uh, okay. I guess I will. So that was your that was your number five. Huh? That was my number five, and. I feel like our number fours might... I have a hunch. I could be wrong. I feel like our number fours might coincide. I I kind of doubt that, but... All right. Let's try. Maybe not. Let's see. For number four, I gave it to Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. We definitely are not in sync. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> no. All right, no. all right, all right, all right. So, probably... Pro- okay. Probably mine's lower then. Uh... I I I kind of want to hear you out on this one. All right. Uh, so for me, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, to me, that's just it, it. It's like the perfect shonen anime. Um, there wasn't really any filler. There's a ton of really powerful moments, like certain characters that get killed off that you don't ever expect to die. Um. You know, obviously, like, one of the most powerful moments in the entire fucking series happened, like, in, like, the third or fourth episode. Um, Edward Edward and Alphonse were both really dynamic characters. Mustang, uh, General Armstrong, you know, the... Yes. The 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 homunculi, and even, like, even the fucking direction that, like, the intent of all that, like the, the purpose that all that was serving it, it, it was a masterful plan that came together and like, you 
you don't really see what the point of it is at first. And then when it all comes together, you're just blown away. Like, Oh my God, that was incredible. How did they? So yeah, it, it was a phenomenal series. Okay. So that was your number four then, right? That is correct. Oh jeez. Okay. Show well, me what you've got. I guess I, I get to start out with the, uh, the big three. Wait, did you give your number is... four? Wait, no, I didn't. <laughs> Shoot. Okay. Darn it. I'm just so excited to get to my top three. Um, you know what? I think we should change up the format for this. Let's let's spice this up a little bit. All right, so I'm gonna do my number four, and then we're gonna do these top three one by one. So my number four, the one that you thought we were gonna be in sync on, you're probably gonna be shocked by it. Maybe not. Uh, my number four is Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works. Uh, I'm not shocked by that. That's that sounds about right. I freaking love, I love the Fate series, mainly because I'm a huge history buff. Um, I'm a sucker for that Nothing's sort of stuff. quite as historically and accurate as having Arthur as a woman. You know, let's take <laughs> that out of it. Let's just, let's just look at it in the sense that they use historical characters as servants, uh, and they're in this freaking war, and you get to see all of their fantastic powers their noble phantasms and like all of this there's like a certain element of political intrigue behind the actions and for me okay first of all fate stay night had unlimited blade works i need to specify because the original stay night was i didn't really like the art art style of that one as much but um with unlimited blade works uh the main characters uh even the main sir or uh not the servants. The servants are amazing too, but the main actual characters, masters. Um, you have, yeah, the masters. Thank you. You have Tos Ren Tosaka and uh, Shiro or Shiro. Those two, they've got like a little bit of a. Let's just say that certain events bring them together, and uh, they work together. They're a pairing, and I love them as a pair. Um, there's a romantic interest between them, and I'm actually kind of a sucker for that too. But just really the action, the animation in this freaking uh in this is amazing. Like some of the fight scenes in here are so iconic. And you've got I want to talk about the servants so bad. So bad, but it's kind of considered a spoiler to talk about like what their actual identities are. So they're they've got different classes and it's just God, I love it. Um, I had such a fun time with this one. It was so it's really solid action and it had some really dark moments in it. Uh, so I don't know. It's got like one of my favorite characters in it, um, kind of with nefarious means. Um, and I can't spoil it, but I'll give a hint. He has blonde hair. Uh, and he's, he's not a fan of very. He's not a fan of mongrels. No, he's quite the narcissist. Um. So, yeah, it's it's a great series. I had to put it; it had to get high up on here. So, thoughts? Ah, uh, you know, it's 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 a good series, but at the same time, for me personally, it kind of falls like in the same realm as like Sword Art Online. Like, it's got its moments. It's good in like certain doses, but I I just I don't fuck with it heavy like that. Nah, that's okay. That's understandable. We'll see how you feel about 
my top three. Maybe I can redeem myself in your eyes. What is what is your number three? I should have a drum roll. Like, <laughs> yeah, that'll my work. My number three is Helsing Ultimate. Hmm. Okay, I'm not surprised. No? <laughs> We're good. No, no, no. I knew it was going to be... I figured that it would be somewhere in your top three. Yeah, so... Not to be confused with just regular Helsing, the anime. Like, Helsing Ultimate is like the Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood of Helsing in that it actually follows the manga. It Like, the Hels- the original Helsing anime, they, they, they drastically spun off from what was originally intended and just kind of fucked it up and had to cut it short. Um, Helsing Ultimate follows it all the way through the end where, you know, you start off with the Helsing organization, which is run by Sir Integra Helsing, who controls a vampire and uses this vampire to fight against other ghouls and vampires and ultimately gets caught up in a three-way war against the fucking Vatican Church and a bunch of neo-Nazis. Um, and I should mention that the uh, the Vatican Church has, you know... A ba- basically a mutant father and like a bunch of holy priests on their side and the neo-nazis have you know ghouls vampires werewolves like all kinds of shit um and it just gets intense alucard is like easily one of the most badass anime characters ever created if not the most badass anime character ever created um he's 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 voiced by uh, crispin freeman in the dub which he's another voice actor that we're a huge fan of and it and he just does it perfectly. Yep. Um, his powers, the setting, the you know political, religious, psychological implications of what's going on in the series. Um, Alucard's theory that you know only a human can defeat a van- uh, that only a human can kill a monster. Like you know, it's it's a recurring theme that I just absolutely love. Um, the music even like i'm not even usually big into the music but the music in that is amazing you know just mm-hmm. everything about it's phenomenal got the soundtrack on my ipod it's like acid jazz <laughs> or something that's what that's one thing i missed um, about the uh the original helsing anime is it actually had like the the theme song for it it's called a world without logos have you ever listened to that I have. I yeah, have it. Very jazzy, very very ominous sounding. Mm-hmm. I, I wish that they had included that in the uh in Helsing Ultimate, but you know, you win some, you lose some. I'm so I'm so happy that you you commended the music cuz it does have some good music and that series was I don't know, it's it's unique too. It's pretty zany. Definitely. Um, and it, it, it stuck so well to the manga except the uh the art the artwork is drastically better in the anime than it is in the manga, but it still has the same plot. So it's one of the few examples of a series that the anime outclasses the manga. In my opinion, Mm -hmm. I enjoyed Helsing ultimate a lot. I I definitely could see you putting that in your top three. I was predicting that. So I'm, I'm one for three right now. We'll see if I can guess what the, I feel like you can, but, um, (laughs) we'll see. Um, Okay, so, for me, my number three. So I mentioned, or I alluded to this earlier, uh, I like mech anime. So my number three is Code Geass. Oh, interesting. Which, yeah, which also might offend a lot of people because Code Geass is 
considered by a ton of people to be like one of the best anime ever. Um, if not the best, um, who boy, uh, I don't even know where to start Ooh, with this one. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, I mentioned political intrigue, uh, in fate stay night a little bit. Good Lord. This, this anime is like so heavy on the politics, but they make politics, they make it interesting. Like there's so much mind trickery going on. There's so it's like they regularly allude to this war that the characters are in to being like a chess game. And the main character is cold and calculating and he'll go to whatever lengths he has to do to outsmart his opponent. And I, I don't even know how to explain it, but Lelouch Lamperouge, the main character is one of the most smart and calculated main characters of any anime I've ever seen. I think that it, uh, that's why I actually kind of went back and forth on this because I, for some reason drew some parallels between Code Geass and Death Note. They kind of reminded me of each other for some reason, except for Code Geass has got some mech elements to it. Um, God, you, you just have to, you have to watch this one. Like everyone should do themselves a favor and watch this. I guarantee you, you will not regret it. I've not heard anyone dislike this See, series. It's, it's been um, on my list for a while, but like I can't find it on Hulu or Netflix, and uh, I haven't had it in me to to Google it yet. <laughs> Oh, I've got it all on DVD, buddy. Cool. So you want to send me a copy? <laughs> I might just do that. It's it's fifty six episodes, I think. Um, well, it's split up into two seasons, but uh, let me tell you, it never feels like it is one that you will start watching and you won't want to stop, like at all. It it does such a good job with pacing, and there are some moments in this thing that will just absolutely destroy you inside like it will hit you way too hard and you'll just be like i can't believe they just did that wow um there's one specific moment near probably like the third leg of the of the show that i will always remember and anyone who's seen it was probably knowing it involves a uh, one of the main characters it's just whew, you gotta watch this code geass is top tier stuff um great masterpiece all right all right, fair enough, I guess. I've heard that on more than a few people's list before, so it shouldn't surprise me as much as it does. But number two, I am going to give that one to Death Note. Yep, I knew. I knew it would either be two yep. or one. And see, the thing, the thing that's interesting about that is Death Note is actually my favorite manga, but it's my second favorite anime, mainly because they included two scenes in the anime that were enough to bump it down. <laughs> Do you know which scenes I'm referring to? Ah, uh, I mean, maybe, but is it considered a spoiler? Yes, but, you know, we already prefaced this whole podcast with there will be spoilers, so I feel like I should go ahead and talk about them, because I'm still pissed off that they that they put these in the series. Go ahead, Alrighty. Marco. So, halfway through the series, whenever, like, right before L is about to die. Spoiler, L dies. So, in the anime, there's a scene where he goes outside in the rain. There's ominous music. It's, like, really dark and kind of foreboding. He seems really depressed. And then he starts washing Light's fucking feet. There's a few, there's a few things about this that's really fucked up that's different from the, from the manga. Is A, in the manga, L doesn't know he's about to die. 
So, you know, the foreshadowing isn't there. As far as he knows, he's still in the game. He hasn't given up yet. He hasn't conceded anything. B, this this feet-washing scene is supposed to be, like, I think kind of reminiscent of, like, Jesus Christ washing the feet of his, like, followers or something like that, his disciples. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Which, you know, there's a lot of things wrong with that. A, that Light's obviously not a follower or disciple of L's. L's, you know, not Jesus. He's He doesn't claim to be anything close to that. Um, C, it adds a very strong, uh, you know, yowie element that isn't in the series, which, you know, if there were if there were like any precedent for that, it wouldn't bother me. But the fact that there isn't other than this particular moment just really bothers me. Uh, so that's that's the first scene that really pissed me off. And then the second scene is actually at the end of the series, whenever they bust light as Kira, and he's he just fucking runs away. He doesn't run away in the manga. Like they they fucking corner him. Like Masuda just straight up shoots him in the in the hand, and and like they take him down, and then he goes fucking berserk there and starts begging Ryuk to help him, kind of like in in the live action movie, uh, in in the Japanese live action movie that you saw, and then Ryuk writes his name in the Death Note. Whereas in the anime, he's just fucking running for like you know God knows how many miles while he's injured, while he's been shot. And then Ryuk's just, like, on a ledge, like, up, like, on a building or something like that. He just, like, writes his name in. And he, he dies, like, without an audience at all, without anybody to see him go crazy. Like, it's just... Uh, they just they just ruined two really classic moments from the manga with that in the anime. All that aside, though, still a great series. Um, the voice actors are pretty good, both the sub and the dub. Um... The story's phenomenal. Characters got some of the best characters of any series. L L's like one of my all-time favorite characters, and uh, yeah, it's just it's the perfect like mystery slash thriller done right, in my opinion. Yeah, it's solid. I mean, like I said, I love Death Note. It's a great anime, and L is also one of my most favorite characters. Um, yeah. I mean, I kind of sort of figured you were going to say, I knew that you were going to throw the, uh, the foot, the feet washing scene in. Um, and now that you mention it, the, <laughs> the part where lights like running miles and looking so helpless and all that, that was, it was, it was, it was I'm pitiful. Like when you, when you yeah. read it, when you read about his, like his degradation in the, in the manga, like it, it's like legitimately pitiful to watch. Like he's, He's going fucking crazy in front of all the all these people that he's previously been working with. But in the manga, it's just like, oh, I'm not going to let you catch me. I'm going to run. And they're just like, eh, let him run. He won't get far. No, you're not going to let the fucking serial killer of the world run. Even <laughs> if he won't go far. Like, Yeah, you just said, just a heads up. You just said manga instead of anime for when he's running. Did I? So, My bad. He, yeah, but I knew what you meant. I knew what you meant. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That was your number, number two. two. Oh, boy. This is the last kicker, I think, that I've got for you. And I think that you might, given that what one of your comments in the 
one of the past entries Eureka was. Seven. Um, number two is Eureka Ugh. 7. Yeah, I know. I knew you were going to have that reaction. That's why I said this is a personal list. And remember, I said it was based on the Ugh. most profound impact on me. Ugh. Oh, come on. I've been, res- <laughs> I've been respecting Because my list. list has been amazing. Oh, man. <laughs> I disagree with you putting JoJo at 7. But it's still but, on the list, you know. sir. Okay, well, Elric is 7. Okay, personal significance to me. Because... I'm not even, I didn't think I cared very much about romances at all, but this has got a pretty, I like the characters a lot. You mentioned that Crispin Freeman, uh, he's been one of my favorite voice actors ever since I was a kid, because for one, one of the main characters in this show, um, from the moment I heard his voice, I was like, man, this dude has got such an iconic voice, like, I wish I could be a voice actor in an anime, like, this is awesome. And I was watching this show, I was watching Eureka 7 on Toonami whenever I was younger, and it's going to sound silly, but it was one of my first experiences with, like, watching Adult Swim. Ooh! Um, Yeah, I know. And I remember watching Adult Swim at night, and, like, I had to, because I was young, I I snuck down to the TV, and I would turn it on and watch it. Uh, I saw some episodes of this show, and it's a mech anime. And some of the mech scenes in here and the music and like the the kind of culture that they set up, it's kind of like a, it's got like a surfer vibe. There's like, um, well, how do I say this? It's kind of like it's got elements of California surfer, that kind of culture. But at the same time, it's got futuristic elements mixed in. I don't know, like. People criticize it. It's got a lot of plot holes, but I had such a freaking fun time watching it, and it's always had a special place in my heart. Um, Renton is not the best main character at the beginning. Like, he's really whiny. And oddly enough, I don't know if you know this, you know Johnny Young Bosch voices Renton, too? Yes. I did not know that. Yeah, and it's not the most flattering voice <laughs> it's actually quite grating but it's a story it's a coming of age story you see Renton like grow and become a better character and granted it takes him a long time but the payoff was satisfying to me and uh still one of my most beloved anime i i go back and watch it semi-regularly well, and it's got a dark I'm, moment i'm sure too. someday i'll force myself to watch the entire thing but i don't see it ever hitting my top 10 to be honest, but yeah, well, you I know. Won't. I I I don't think it'll get in your top ten either. But like I said, I knew that this one would be a kicker, but it is very profound to me. Um, it was one of my first true experiences with like anime that was outside of the typical like Dragon Ball Z, uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. It it was a branch out for me. It was All branching right, that's out. Fair. So, but number. Number one, I know this isn't going to be any surprise to you. I think I even mentioned it in a a previous podcast. I'm going to give that to Durara. Durara. Yeah, that... I'll be honest, that actually does kind of sort of surprise me. I mean, I didn't think that you really loved it that much. Oh, absolutely. And obviously, like, the, the funny thing about the... uh, about uh, The funny thing about the series is I actually like don't know it nearly as well as i know death note because you know i've seen 
I've seen Death Note. I've seen the movies. I've read the manga. Read the novels. Like Death Note was fucking everything for me, and that's why it's my favorite manga. Dorara Rock kind of came out of nowhere um, because it's 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 just a fucking clusterfuck of everything that I love. <laughs> it's like it, it's really hard to explain. It's kind of like. Uh, I don't know. You, you you mentioned trying to explain something earlier, Code Geass, I think, and that it's like just really hard to explain. Dorara is kind of similar. Like it's got it's got like supernatural mythology. Uh, it's got you know very modern like urban uh, kind of lifestyle shit. God, I can't really explain it to be honest. I know. I I know enough about it to know how hard it is to, to classify. All right, so. There's multiple plots going on at once. You've got a colored gang war, not not racial colors, but color in the sense of like they represent these different color. There's like three or four different gangs that all represent these like you know the red, no sorry not the red, the yellow, the blue, uh, the colorless, and there might have been another one that I'm not thinking of. Uh, so you've got that going on. Then you've got uh, base. It's called a called a Doolahan, but it's for the Western world. It's basically like the headless horseman. Uh, you've got that as like a mythological plot. She's trying to find her lost head. Um, you've got you know high schoolers that are like you know secretly playing a huge role in everything that's going on. You've got this you know freak of nature that can throw fucking like flagpoles and refrigerators across across the town. Um, also voiced by Crispin Freeman. One of my favorite characters. Yeah. One of my favorite characters, by the way. And you've got an information broker that is kind of like manipulating all of these events at once and somehow always ends up getting the shit beaten out of him or almost beaten out of him by aforementioned character. There's just a lot of shit going on. And every single episode seems to go from a different person's point of view. And it's, like, really interesting to see it all come together and, like, correlate with what what else is going on. This seems to be, like, unrelated. Yeah, that's, you know, it, it's, it's a unique, it's unique. And that's understating it. Um, I've watched probably, like, 10 or 11 episodes of it. And it's kind of hard to follow sometimes. Oh, it's very hard to follow. But at the same time. But at the same time, all of these elements come together and work, and it's just like, it's weird. It's weird how they all work together. Definitely, you can't say that there's anything that's like it. Uh, like, I watched uh, I watched uh, an anime recently, because somebody, I saw like this list of like, hey, if you like these popular anime, you might prefer these lesser known anime. And it was called... Uh, God, I'm probably going to fuck the name up. It was like Terror and Resonance, I think, was the name of it. Um, And it was pretty solid, too. But it was not even close to being like Dorara. Like, it was good. It was psychological, and it was short. A lot shorter than Dorara. But it was it was nothing like Dorara. And unfortunately, it didn't make my top ten list. It was pretty good, though. But, yeah. Mm. Huh. Well... All right then, that's a pretty impressive list, actually. Thank you, sir. I liked it. And a couple of surprises in there that I was not expecting in the order that they were yep, placed. And, you know, maybe, but... maybe on another night, 
I might I might have a different order for you. Mm-hmm. Let's yeah. hear your top pick. This will probably. <laughs> I wonder if you th- if you have any ideas. You have any ideas? Well, I know you've seen Helsing Ultimate and, and uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, so I'm pretty surprised that I haven't heard either of them yet. Um, any other guesses? Oh man, I'm curious. Attack on Titan, maybe. <laughs> I will I will not let the suspense build up any farther. Um so my number one is indeed All Full right, Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Go. Oh yeah. I mean come on. I will sing to the high heavens the praises that I have for this freaking anime. Um I didn't see the original and I haven't read the manga, but I have been informed that the uh, Brotherhood follows the manga. Absolutely, the, yeah. Okay, there is just—I don't even know where to start with this. It has got amazing characters, amazing fight scenes, amazing plot, uh, great pacing. Uh, never wanted to stop watching it. Wanted to blow through it, even whenever I finished it. Wanted to go back and immediately and start watching it over again. And that's something too, because it's like fifty something episodes too um oh my god i'm I'm not gonna spoil anything but you've already mentioned the homunculi uh i enjoyed all of them except for except for freaking one of them which i don't really want to call out but he's a little on the hefty side oh really um i don't like him that much no uh there, there, there was another one that i really didn't like there was one that i know you loved uh which I also got a lot of enjoyment from too. Um, I did. I will say this though: the fight. There was a fight with one of the homunculi, the one that I was just saying I didn't like, where um, Edward and another character that showed up, you know, later, um, they tag teamed it, and I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, but anyway, I will leave it on this note: the final battle of that anime. Um, legendary to me, absolutely legendary. One of my favorite scenes in anime because it's just to me it's so emotionally charged. It's such a powerful, powerful moment. And like I remember getting goosebumps. Like whenever I saw that the first time, I was just like, "This is so well executed." And like the payoff that I'm getting right now is just so freaking amazing. And I mean, I just I can't go into it without spoiling everything, but it's just freaking amazing. I love it, hands down, easily. It was an easy number one for me. Like I, whenever I was trying to put this list together, I didn't have difficulty figuring out what number one was. I had difficulty figuring out what was in the top five behind it. So, all right, good list, good list. <laughs> yeah. This uh, and I'm sure we're going to episode end has has dragged on a little. A little bit longer than our normal episodes because we couldn't resist. I actually kind of had to beg to make this a top ten list instead of a top five list because uh, I, I just enjoyed too much anime. Yeah, it was initially going to be a top five, but you know what? It's okay that this went a little too long, or a little longer than normal. We had a lot of fun with this, and I know we're going to end up talking about these anime more in the future. So hopefully, we'll be able to expand on these a little bit more later. Hopefully, or add new ones to the list. Indeed. Probably will do that, but you know, since this is 
while it's just a little bit longer than a normal episode, this still is a typical episode. And you know what it's that means. It's time for... It means our weekly Name of Shame. And I'm quite proud of myself. I coined this prior to us recording this show. We are adding an additional section to our closing. Yes, I know. Yes, it's amazing. Not only will we have a Name of Shame every week, we will also have... A phrase of praise. And I still, oh. I still have absolutely no fucking clue what the phrase of praise is supposed to be. So this will be new for me too. Well, you know, it'll be new for me too because I'm not exactly sure how this is going to go over with you. But it'll be. This is the pilot. This is the experience. All you, all you got to do is so. make me laugh and we call it good. <laughs> okay. So, you see, the name of shame for this week. I didn't want to use anything too special because we're missing cat but the name of shame for this week is reefer goblin (laughs) reefer goblin and you know this was another overwatch name uh so it's just reefer dash goblin it's pretty great and i don't remember what the context for how we met this upstanding individual was do you uh no i don't i think he was a torb sure he was a torb he was oh, a Torb. God. Slightly redeemed Torb for me. Yeah, slightly. So, <laughs> yeah, only slightly. Now, for our phrase of praise, you see, this holds a special place in our heart. And it's not as special as another phrase that we'll probably feature next week, but it is still quite special. So, the phrase of praise for this week is... The red-throated booby bird. (laughs) Have you never heard of a red-throated booby bird before? You know, I I can't say I have. It's it's real. (laughs) It's real. Go look it up. Uh, I don't know if I want that in my browser history. (laughs) (laughs) I think you do. (laughs) Okay. Well, you know. I, I think this is going to be a hit. I think phrase of praise and name of shame are going to be. We're going to make we're going to make our great... whole show just about gimmicks in the future. Once we get enough, yeah, once we get enough of these things, we've got enough of these things. I cool, assure you. Cool. Good shit. So you know, this was a great episode. Really fun. A little bit on the long side, but I had a blast, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, we're going to have Cat back, and we'll be back to our normal posting schedule, and we'll have a. Nice, hot, spicy topic to serve up for next week. Exactly. So, with that being said, I guess we're at the end of Podge Hodge, Episode 3, our top ten anime. Bye! See ya! See ya!